Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. And welcome back to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is episode 39. With me today is Ben Coleman. How are you, Ben? Good. Back again. Uh, and for and uh, who knows, maybe he'll become a co-host. What do, what do you think of that? Nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, just let me know. Um, so uh, before... All right, so this episode is going to be about um, Ovi's stats. We're going to go into the scoring. Who's going to win the scoring title? We'll uh, talk about uh, two hundred point players and uh, assist leaders, goal leaders, all that jazz currently. Um, and uh, and uh, but first, we need to talk about hydration. So I was. Um, at my beer league game, and um, I got two assists, uh, first two points, um, two-point game of my beer league um, season, so that's nice, Um, but yours truly drank 34 ounces of water, but somehow got dizzy because he didn't have enough electrolytes, and and, uh, I definitely needed, and I wish I had some Gatorade on there, or um, or I like ate a bag of potato chips just to get the yeah. salt in me, just to get some electrolytes going. But, but like I had to sit down, um, at like, and I was out there, um, early. So I went out there at like seven thirty-five, um, skated for 25 minutes straight to warm up. And then I went hard every single time, like 10 times. So like, at least, but I was out there for three minute shifts. Your boy was out there for three minute shifts because one, we don't, we don't go on face off. So if there's a shot, we, you're still skating because it's, it's like basketball in the sense of that you let the uh, defense um, take it out sort of thing when you don't have a ref. And, th- and this is why you need refs in beer league is to uh, make sure that you, you got the face-offs in the offensive zone because a hockey team should uh, work on breaking that out. Yeah, so, how, do you make, uh, how do you make that work? Uh, how do I how make, do you make how that make, work in your league? Uh, like, well, the, uh, the five, the offensive team has to back off and go out of the uh, offense zone and then they uh, defend again which is which makes no sense in hockey it's not it's not basketball too like if you miss a shot too it's not like pick up basketball at all but it's not supposed to be but but what it should be is that um you that you you need a ref in in hockey probably more than you need it in basketball uh just my opinion um yeah. So it seems like uh, it's the purpose of getting the puck in deep if you're just going to hand it to the defenseman. Sure. Well, I mean, like you take the shot on the goalie, and if and if the goalie catches it or something or just blocks it, you know, it's you know, you know that goalie can can cover up and then hand it off to one of her defenders, um, and then they can take it out, and and it's. A load of crap, which is why, which is, and we don't have, we don't always have a referee. So that's what we do when you, we don't, you don't have a referee and you pay, you have paid 25, $26 a night. Like, like that is the price per game. And it's ridiculous too. I'm probably going to go uh, back to uh, open hockey soon enough. That's, All right. that's something so, that referees, yeah. it's something these days because obviously, 
I think it's interesting to a certain extent. I mean, one, obviously, there's the money and all, but some, on a slight bit of a tangent, but maybe not that far, something that growing up in these days has bothered me and, frankly, should bother everyone in a lot of sports, not just hockey, is that fewer and fewer people want to become referees because even from really younger Eight leagues with younger players, refs have became just like parents and spectators have started to become so abusive to referees to the point where like, you know, it's not the NHL. We're talking about, you know, young, pretty young kids and everyone's, I don't want to, not everybody, but you know, there are a lot of spectators yelling and being abusive at the refs. And now fewer and fewer people want to be refs which obviously hurts a sport. And I mean, someone growing up, I played, I get it. Like I had my moments where I was not too pleased and confess I yelled at a ref or two. But I think we really do need to recognize that for the good of the sport and the fact that when we have middle schoolers playing, no one's being scouted for the NHL, that if we really want the game to continue to flourish and grow, we need to be more respectful to the referees and on top of just the money to pay for them. We want people to, we we need more of them and we need them. So just on that side note, I think everyone, regardless of whether they're a parent, they're a sibling, they're just there to watch the game. We need to be a little more respectful of, Referees, especially in these younger leagues, when they're referees, in most cases, are not getting paid to do this. It's completely voluntary. And uh, yeah, especially 100%. in those situations, people need to be more respectful of referees. Again, it's not everybody, but it's enough to make it a problem in not just hockey, but most sports. I've seen this in soccer, too. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, and that is why um, when you go, to the uh, email signup. Uh, that's why I have um, the the uh, the Google Doc for the uh, referee guide um, on, on how to become a ref, and I have all the links there. And if you do sign up to uh, RothsteinA.substack.com, you can learn how to become a ref. And and I never did become a ref for whatever reason. Um, I kind of wish I did learn at, at some point and, and there was a little bit of a time too, but, but it just, it just didn't happen for me because, and I don't know if we were not encouraged to growing up, but, but I think, I do think we need to um, uh, find more referees and, and it's not too late for me. I'm, I'm going to be 29 in February. Like, like you got so much time too. I mean, if you can skate, yeah, you can do it too. So uh, I'll be, uh, I'll definitely take a look at uh, seeing if I can get certified uh, one of these days of becoming a referee. Uh, So I'll take a look at that and I'll uh, get some practice in there uh, as well. So um, I guess continuing on, uh, uh, let's talk, uh, let's just go back to dehydration. Um, Gatorade is uh, definitely one of the best things. And, and, and you can also find some uh, alternatives with uh, low sugar, which I recommend. Um, also, uh, if you're having pasta or something, uh, sprinkle a little salt on that. Sprinkle a little extra salt on your pasta your spaghetti and meatballs before you head to the rink that should help as well and uh and i and also don't be afraid to uh purchase some extra gatorade bottles or powerade bottles or whatever uh you're drinking all right uh moving on your favorite player of all time benjamin uh alexander ovechkin he has a total of 26 goals last night they faced Les Canadiens, and he got his 30th hat trick ever. 
and I think second of the season, I think, yeah, yeah, second of the season, and he is um, three away from passing Brett Hall. He would have thirty three at that point, and Hall has thirty two, and he is eighty nine goals away from passing Gretzky, um, and he can certainly. And if he gets to 835 this 89 year, 89 or 99? What? 89 or 99? 89, 89 total goals away from passing uh, Gretzky wow. as well. So, That's which is insane guy. to think about. So, um, if he gets to 835, he would have 55 goals on the season. Yeah. And, and then he would, um, and then potentially if he pushes it, Enough, which I, I don't see him scoring 60 goals. If he scores 60 goals next year, um, that's going to be insane uh, as well because because he would be in his age 38 season. So I really would like to know if, you know, you know if he does it that next year would be insane um, as well. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to see him at like 50 maybe 52 goals but what do you think where do you think he will fall uh at the end of the season yeah so earlier we were talking about when the all-star game was because you know that's about the mid halfway point of the season roughly maybe a little bit past that's not till i looked it up i believe it's not it's not till february 4th 2023 so that's again that was probably a little bit past the um halfway point this year but yeah, as you said, this year he's at 26 goals, 19 assists already. Now we're at the beginning of 2023, so maybe a little bit short of the halfway point. So I think it's definitely beyond realistic for him to pass 50 this year, maybe somewhere between, I'd argue, 52 and 58, give or take, a couple of goals. Will he pass 60 like he did that one year? I don't think so. But he's on a roll. He has two hat tricks this season already. He had the one in Chicago where he got to 800, and then he had the hat yeah. trick in the Capitals' 9-2 to win yesterday. Over the Canadians, it's a little embarrassing if I was. And right now he, Canadians, but. And and right and now Josh he's. Allen. And and right now he's tied for um, third place. I'm gonna bring this up in a moment. Uh, we're gonna take a look at this. Um, and I do want to dive into. Uh, let's see here the assist leaders as well. So we're not looking there, we're looking here. There's sound, optimizer video. Okay, perfect. So we've got uh, Nikita Kucherov, we got there. And um, if I can- uh, McDavid, it looks like. Yeah, McDavid. So McDavid is still gonna be, is still ahead. He's played a total of 38 games already. So. And uh, we're gonna move. I'm gonna move us out of there. Um, and you can see that he's got like 72 already. So 38 times. So he's averaging um, about 1.5 points a game. And his buddy Leon Drysdale um, is at 57 points, and Kucherov is at 53. And Kucherov has been sort of this this dark horse to um win the scoring title uh i guess he yeah i guess he is my dark horse at this point uh but i i think mcdavid's gonna finish this out uh strong he's gonna he could potentially wind up with another 90 points as well uh so he would be like the fifth highest of all time this year as well but um but but definitely take a look. But but let's take a look at the complete list of point leaders as well. Um, now nowadays you do not see a one hundred point 
uh, play, like if you see a hundred point player, like like he's going to be signing um, bonus contracts, getting extensions, and uh, he could definitely uh, you know raise your ticket revenue easily. Let's take a look at who we got now um, in terms of potential uh, 100-point players. Everyone here from Elias uh, Pedersen all the way there. Even Ovechka can uh, certainly get there as well. But uh, Nugent Hopkins as well has been, um, you know, just maintaining that consistency for so long. Uh, but Ben, uh, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, you've got one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven. You have seven players already that have at least 50 points. Um, and we're not halfway at the season yet. How many 100-point players do you see? How many players do you see finishing this season with 100 points? Let's see. Um, I think I was, aside from McDavid, which is, there's no question about that one. Dry Seidel will get there. I mean, given he's even when he's not put on a line with me, David, they've got that power play. He's he's a good player, more than a good player. He'll do he'll get there. Um confident that Kucherov will. Um I think he's been injured in a couple in the past years, should if I recall correctly. Um looks like that seems like that hasn't stopped him. He's um he'll there's no question he'll get there. He's always been consistent. As far as Robertson, I don't know. He's, I don't know much about him. Maybe it's just because he's in Dallas and you know, Caps only see Dallas twice a year. Kaprizov, he's obviously he's 45. That's maybe. Pasternak, I think he has a shot. Carlson, I don't know. And Tage Thompson, again, I don't know a whole lot about him. Tage Thompson. That, I know that Buffalo's been on a been on quite the run. Something that I would not have been able to say for the last like 15 years. Tage Tom Tage Thompson had a five-goal game. I've got to give him credit for that. He found like some video game cheat code where he scored five goals, apparently. Like like you're going back to the nineties and the eighties when that was like common, but, but he did that once he has five from one game too, five goals from one game. And, and I think, and I think he finished the night with six points as well. So, uh, so he could definitely do it as well. So I think definitely Pasternak could certainly do it. Uh, we're not halfway there yet, even though he's only played 36 games. He missed, I'm assuming he missed a couple. Uh, Thompson missed some as well, according to this, but I think the only one that's been consistent enough has been Robertson and uh, McDavid uh, in terms of their uh, playing games. And then, oh, and, and then Ovechkin, because I don't see him uh, getting to 50 goals without playing every single game. Like, like yeah. I do think maybe, maybe he could take off a day, but, but that would be it. So I'm not uh, going to yeah, see Ovechkin's, it there. Ovechkin's always been a consistent player. I mean, that's, he's, he's amazing at staying healthy. Frankly, the only, really the only time in the season that he doesn't play is like the game one or two games before the end of the regular season. So he doesn't get hurt for the playoffs, but he'll, he'll get there. He's, um, he had a cold pat. It was kind of cold for a few games between the Chicago hat trick when he got to 800. And then, then when he, then the other, this past week, I, when he got to, to 802, I guess. It's, yeah. If he gets so. to 55 goals and 45 assists, then I don't, then he'll have it. And uh, there's still a lot of hockey to play as well. Um, Caps are on a roll that. now. They've won, I think, something along the lines of 10 of their last 11, give or take. All right. So I guess uh, 
Well, all right. Well, I'll expand on those questions. Uh, McDavid, uh, who do you, who do you think going there? Um, I'm going to stop sharing right now. Uh, so you would, you would have to say at this point that McDavid is going to win the scoring title. Uh, scoring title, probably um, points, no question whatsoever. As far as goals go, um, I McDavid probably, but we want Thompson. We'll see if he's just getting like big chunks of goals. That's not going to do it in the NHL. He needs to actually be consistently scoring, not getting two, three goals there, five goals there. That's not going to do it in the NHL. Now, McDavid, just given his age and where he's already at in the last couple of seasons, he'll probably outscore Ovechkin, but we'll see about that. Um, I wouldn't make that call just yet. But there's there's no question that McDavid is tearing it up, and there's um, the best in the Western Conference. And once Ovechkin retires, whenever that is, he'll be the best in the league, at least actively. Yeah, um, I was looking this up before um, before uh, we got on, and um, and and I don't think we're ever going to see a, a two hundred fifteen point player again. I think the fact that um, that this happened when it did. Uh, let me, you know, let me get this up real quickly. I think the fact that when uh, Gretzky came in in the 80s, you saw so much. He had uh, 73 goals one season. He had 92 goals here. He had 163 assists there. But apparently, if you look through this, he's focused more on either the assists or the goals. But but in seven, uh, no, wait, hold on. Let's see. Seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, you know, in eleven of the uh, twelve, yeah, in the eleven of the twelve highest uh, scoring players of all time, Gretzky has it or had a hundred and twelve assists. That's how good he was, but but. I don't like we don't see um players get a hundred assists. You're lucky if it you're gonna be lucky enough if you see 10 of those guys that we just uh showed you uh get a hundred points. Ten of them. If ten of them get a hundred points, that's that's crazy. Um McDavid could certainly get to 164 points, but he's gonna need to push it. As well, but but I, I'm trying to think of like when the last time that happened. Yeah, the last time it appeared, according to this, as uh, I think, yeah, 1991 was the last time, oh. according to this. Um, ac- according to that, that was, and and then and then everything just goes down. We go to page two, where you will see our current players um and and, sure. and and yes well Doug Gilmore getting 95 too as well um but but there is there was only Bobby Orr and Wayne Gretzky were the only ones to get 100 assists in a season and uh and and it's crazy too of just how good they were, but but uh, I guess I have two questions for you. Are we ever going to see a two hundred point player again? And are we going to see a player ever get a hundred assists again? Is my question? Are my questions to you? Two hundred point? No. The game, like that, and also. Um, Oh, before I explain, I'll, go, I'll answer your other one too. 100 assists, unlikely. Um, I wouldn't say no. Two, 
reason for two, I say that no one's going to get to 200 points again is in all reality, that word either implies somewhere they'd have to get for the 200 points, you'd have to get some probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 goals, 100 assists, give or take, in a plus or minus maybe 10, 20 of one or the other. And in this day and age, defense is stronger, goalies are, are stronger, the approach is different. We're just not going to get there no matter who comes in and plays. I think that's just a fact of the matter where we are there. Um, do I think that there's a possibility for someone to get to 100 assists or at least close to that? I think it's possible. I think it's unlikely. But you never you never know. I mean, so we've already had some really good passers in the league now, and all it takes is one excellent passer. So you never know for sure. But I think in this day and age, a thousand assists is unlikely. A hundred assists, but that's I mean, what I mean. Yeah, sorry, I mean, I mean, that's so uh, but, but but actually, let's 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 go into that. Um, good, good segue there. Um, Crosby is, uh, we're going to go to, um, regular season, most points in, in where you can go to the time records. If this thing will load. Um, okay. So most assists, um, we're going to look at this. He has 916 assists. And there are a couple players here. Uh, he, if he does it, this he could certainly do it within um, 15 games of passing Makita's uh, all-time uh, assist record, and he's already passed uh, Phil Esposito's record. But there's that. As well, and he and he passed Timu Solani's as well, and and that is uh, something special. Um, both of them, both Ovechkin and Crosby, just like switch so many times of who's going to be the higher point scorer and everything. Uh, I think Crosby's going to be the higher point scorer at the end of his career. At the end of both of their careers, you're going to see that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're going, but he's close. He's not going to get a thousand assists this year. Um, I think he's going to wind up with, uh, let's see. Um, he should be able to pass Ron Francis, uh, if he, if he is, um, uh, if he goes to his age 40 season, uh, he should definitely be able to do it. And and then I guess he would turn 41 later on or something. So if he does that, um, he would have to average, let's see, 40 times four is 160 assists. Um, uh, what, or another 200. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to pass Ron Francis in assists um, at all. But if he plays to his age forty-two season, I think he could do it. He could get to to two eighty there, and he could certainly uh, certainly get close though. But but yeah, yeah he's not. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he's passing. He might give Messier a run for his money. Uh, Messier? Let's go with 1,193. I mean, well, the second most all-time right here, according to this, is is Ron Francis. And um, and he's had and he had tremendous success in Pittsburgh. Uh, don't forget it. Like, like he's got Stanley Cups to his name. Uh, yeah. Messi. Um, but there's that you got um, as well. Um, and I think if Crosby wasn't injured for 
those seasons or if he played in more of the games as well, you know, it certainly could have helped him as well. And, and remember, both Crosby and Ovechkin had to deal with the 2005 uh, lockout, the 2004-2005 lockout as well. So, um, so there's that. And I'd also say something that's an interesting factor that you kind of have to think about because it's kind of it's harder for the players to control is the kind of we were discussing this the other day that the teams that the other players that were on their team like for example the like think about the entire their entire careers not not to shame my own franchise but for first number of Ovechkin's years with the Caps, Caps were not good, and they just did not have much talent. And it wasn't until, and obviously Simmons, Backstrom, those Green, they some of them had their own problems. Green kept screwing up and turning the puck over. Simmons took sick penalties every other game, but. They started cap started to build the that skill. Brett Sidney Crosby, while the penguins weren't always phenomenal, he were better, and oftentimes I'd argue he had more skill around around him consistently. Whereas it took a number of years for the caps really to get close to that. And obviously that played a fact that definitely played a factor in number of Stanley Cups each of them have because it really takes a deep lineup for that. Uh, but um, so you have to look at that and that and then the two of them. So maybe that has something to do with the the assists. But it's, I guess it's as far as yeah. goals, it didn't really impact it, but that probably would impact the, the assists number. And you have more other talented forwards. 1963 divided by 20. Can you, um, I'm going to grab my phone. Yeah, I need a calculator. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to see like as well. And um, 1963 divided by 20, 98.15 assists. That's what Gretzky averaged. And we don't see a 100 assist player again. And uh, and Gretzky was not as good as he was. He's certain, like his age slowed him down uh, as well. And I guess when Juan Brodor came into the league, they they really did find find a way to like just like he he struggled against Juan. He struggled against Brodor, but. But I guess it was a new era for him. But yeah, he's they still, slowly he's still considered the great one for a reason. Yeah, yeah. The player, especially like Rodor, they slowly changed the game and more followed with, and it became more of a goal. The way the goalies played the game changed. The way the defense played the game eventually changed. Maybe not till a number of years into Ovechkin and Crosby's career, because they started. Ovi started scoring. 65 goals a season and we didn't have so many six two six three games and getting more team to score in two or three a game more consistently because it became more of a defensive game like it is now which does sort of beg the question whether or not if cross if i keep mixing my stars up if gretzky was playing today he was in the league today facing Ovechkin. What would the numbers look like? Obviously, it's something that's kind of impossible to really know. It's like comparing apples to oranges. That being said, I think you really have to think about he'd be he'd be dang good. He'd be Gretzky would still be really dang good, but would he be? Idolize his talent be idolized as much as it is to, after his great career today. If his career was 
this day and age. And I'm not so sure I could confidently say that it would have been so great that the that the entire NHL would have retired his number. The I team, don't think he, one of his teams would, maybe all of his teams would, but there's no, but I don't think the NHL would go that far. I don't. I'm think confident they'll go that far with Ovechkin. I, I don't. I don't see them not doing it. But with Gretzky, I just. I don't know. I don't. And that's not to hate on the great one. It's. It's trying to see. Think about. If these were on the same playing field, so to speak. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. So I don't think he was. I don't think it would be worthy enough to retire his numbers. Certainly. Um, uh, I don't think he would even get 2000 points uh, as well. It, the, there was just so much of a difference as well. Now he played with a wooden stick for essentially all of his career. And when he, and when we started to get composite sticks as a part of the game, um, you know, yeah, would his shot be better? Yeah, it would. How would that affect it on the butterfly goalies? Hard to say. But you could definitely see, if you go to the highlights, the goalies could not pass for beer league this year. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't do it. They could because they were not unable to do the butterfly. And I guess that's why um, even – after the late 50s, early 60s of the uh, Tony Esposito's and the Glenn Halls uh, of the world, you know, no one wanted to do a butterfly. No one wanted to get uncomfortable enough to be the greatest. And you would think that with, you know, hockey players are supposed to be tough, can't do, they didn't want to do a butterfly. They didn't want to just have a very, you know, uncomfortable position it is tough believe me like mo most people can't do that now they they can't and and uh and that's why i never became a goalie as well uh let, let me know if you want to jump in here yeah i mean i yeah i just say that i mean these days the goalies especially the good ones make it make it look easy but in all reality, doing splits, I mean, it's hard enough as it is, let alone doing it to, fast enough to stop a puck going like 80, 90 miles an hour at you but while moving your glove and everything. That's a whole different story. Um, I don't think goalies get enough credit for that. And it's definitely a huge adjustment and it took time. But, yeah, I can I, – I can, definitely see and support the argument that goalies that spent so many years playing a different way that to make that change overnight just probably probably a little much and on top of that i it wasn't i don't think it was this really wasn't from my view a change of couple goalies changing their mind or one learning for the next, but rather it's a generational change. And the I think that's how a lot of sports change. That's how the defense changed. A, it wasn't a couple seasons, you know. A generational change indeed. Um you you look at lacrosse, you look at field hockey, they ain't doing they ain't doing the stand-up. They're, they're still in like the, their stand-up era. I don't think the uh, lacrosse goalies could do it or the field hockey goalies could do it. One, they are not. They don't have any skates to push themselves over. That actually leaves them vulnerable to giving up more goals. So, so they're forced to actually be stand-up. And they're playing on turf. You can't slide on turf. and Exactly. And sliding, it, it makes it – I'd imagine it makes it easier. I mean, I, I don't do it so much now, but I, I might want to get back into it if I'm going to play. But um, I used to do yoga, and I can tell you the rougher, you know, the carpet is, the 
harder it is to really stretch out and do, your, do splits without it hurting like hell. So I argue. So, but yeah, imagine I'm being that turf. I guess most people have probably played either if they played football or just been gym class and pl- playing soccer or football or whatever on the school's football field or whatever. It's that that type of surface is not the kind of thing or the easiest easiest thing to make to do, go into the splits like that. It's not at all. Um, now, would they plop down to do it? Of course, they to stop the the ball or object. They probably would do that. Uh, of course, uh, I think. I think. I think if the st- if the butterfly era was never invented, I do think. Um, you know, you would have a lot more people willing to be goalies as well and you wouldn't have always um seen you know you know beer league teams you know go without a goalie sometimes or like or these uh or certain leagues uh go without a goalie or as well the the stand-up era was um was interesting uh, you had goalies like Ron Hextall and Mike Richter, who still dominated that era, as well, and and it probably the reason why you didn't see uh, 100 mile an hour slap shots from either Ovechkin or Chara is because the composite stick was not there yet, and had it been there, uh, it just would have been all the more harder for goalies to stop it. And uh, and and once you got to the '90s as well, you still had goalies getting above 900 of the save percentage as well. And uh, and and I definitely think um, it would have been more interesting. Maybe you could have had some sort of a combination of it. Like you have one, you have the inside part of your calf plop down, but it, you you know you sort of like shift over with one as well and uh but it's not completely but one cab is not completely down uh but but it definitely could have uh could have worked as uh worked well and um and, and I definitely uh do see that that like no goalie um Unless unless a goalie is very young and new, would you see him or her be a stand-up goalie? Um, you, you can't you can't even do that in beer league anymore. Of being a stand-up goalie, as well. Um, what else can we go into as well before uh, we get off this? Um, I've got that there. Um, Oh, we can talk about the uh, goalie uh, wins and save percentage. Let's go on to ESPN.com real quickly. And uh, I've got everything there. And we're going to talk about this. All right. So in terms of the goalies, you got this. Linus Omak of the Boston Bruins is at 938. That's insane. Craig Anderson is at... 922 for Buffalo. Ilya Sorokin of the Isles is at 926. He's actually been proven to do well this year. And uh, if you listen to Locked On Isles, he talks about uh, Gil Martin talks about him more than uh, Varlamov as well. Uh, then you have Kochetev and uh, Hellebuck there. Um, and- Can you click on the complete leaders? Uh, complete meters for save percentage. Yeah, save percentage. Yeah. We're gonna see as well. Um, yeah, and this is as this is loading. Uh, there we go. You have Jake Andre. Uh, Andre Andre Vasilevsky's and is tied for six as well with him. Uh, but I guess it's more of the 
goals against average where he's uh, tied and, and he sort of had more saves as well, but more uh, as well. And then I guess saves, but. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'll say I'm not surprised to see Darcy Kemper where he is. Um, give a couple of weeks ago would have been a heck of a lot lower, but it seems like Caps goaltending has really got it together. Lindgren, who started off the year, like I knew we knew he was going to be the backup, probably wasn't good, wasn't going to play that much. Didn't have very high expectations. Heck, I had never heard of him before. He Kemper got hurt a week or two ago. He came in, played five straight games, and won almost every single one of them. He's he was phenomenal in the game against Winnipeg with a where Ovechkin broke the record. He's obviously, I think part of it, part of why he's 19 is likely the amount of game, games he's played. Had, he's had a couple of rough ones. That, that being said, as a, I imagine as the Capitals to keep climbing up in the standings, as they clearly have been, they were well out of the playoff picture about a month ago. Given how solid, for the most part, the goaltending has been, I would bet you that both Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren are going to climb in these stats from where they are right now. Okay, definitely. Um, And I guess we'll go back one more time. Uh, We're going to talk a little... I mean, mean, your goalie is probably the most important player on the ice more than uh the score even though you need to score goals to win games uh but but i mean um but the goalies nowadays are just talking about more than mechanic they they have to be the best athletes in the world to do that and move on ice or on rollerblades as well um you i would like to find there's a reason why Yadier Molina never did that uh, when he was uh, a catcher. It's never, you know, he never did that at all. You you don't, but like, again, uh, they're on the dirt as well, but, but could they do that? Could, how many professional athletes right now, aside from like the 64 or 66 goaltenders in the NHL right now, aside from the those guys, how many professional athletes could could do a butterfly um, drop and get up quickly? Now, I'm not even talking about you know blocking the pucks. I'm talking about like the the um, some of the NFL players could actually damage their knees because of the weight yeah. they're carrying. Um. NBA players, I don't see them doing it. Um, you no. might be able to find an MLB catcher or two that could do it, but I think this is the hardest position in all of sports to uh, play as well. It, it, it's the hardest position in sports to play as well, and um, and I do think that uh, that that this era has been very hard for. Uh, kids to break in and play goalie as well. Uh, but on top, yeah, let, on top, let, let me get your take. Let me get your take. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, I'd say for better or worse, perhaps for worse, psychologically speaking, whether or not plenty of us who have probably played, I'm sure goalies aren't a huge fan of this, but it seems that when, so- when someone scores, everyone blames the goalie first. Um, I don't know. Obviously, a lot of a lot of teams look to the goalies because oftentimes their stats, just because you win or lose by how many goals you score, and the stats, the defensemen are the, the defense are not the ones that get charged when the goal is scored. That that being said, I, I do feel like fans and everyone, especially people who have, who have not been on the ice, who have not played hockey or 
not for extended periods of time, really do need to, to at least to a certain extent, understand that for the just for a puck to go in the net, it has to get past all of the other people, all of the other, all the skaters that are on the ice. So I like it's it seems simple, but everyone's so quick to blame the goalie. But then you gotta before you do think about where was this defenseman? What was the forward doing? Were they doing what they were supposed to be doing? Because oftentimes, especially on these, especially on plays from like turnovers and stuff like that, I mean, it's not completely the goalie's fault. Was, so you really, everyone needs to take accountability and the fans should be proponents of that too. Because yep. while the stats at the end of the day, the goalie's going to have to pay for that with their GAA and their save percentage, it's not entirely their fault when the defenseman screws up in the neutral zone and it's a 2 on 0 And, of course, the puck's going to end up in the back of the net. You're going to see that every time. Uh, I definitely think that um, I, th- there was no way you and I were, were playing goalie back growing no. up. There, it, it, there was just no way. We were not made to do it and most people aren't that's fine it's fine that you're not meant to do that and uh it's okay um and i guess uh i can't really think of anything else to close the segment on but i do want to end on a positive note um anything you want to discuss before i end this segment Um, nothing comes to mind other than thank you for having me. It's always a good time being able to join the podcast and talk hockey. You're welcome. Um, I think maybe we would talk, maybe I'll talk about the, um, like some alternate history one of these days of just of like, what if this game was never invented? You know, it, and, and there's a million things that, you know, could have prevented this game from not being invented. I think, um, okay, okay. I think, all right, all right. Do you want me, how about this? I'll save this, this upcoming segment next. I'll, I'll, I'll cut this out um, and then we'll put something in the bonus episode uh, for this, and we'll just talk about some alternate history, but that's going to be for paid members. Uh, you cool with that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so this will end the segment. Uh, if you want the uh, bonus content, you're going to have to pay for it at rothsteina.substack.com. Uh, that's going to be for the paid members only. Uh, if you want me to hear uh, what would happen on alternate history. All right. Take care and peace out. Thank you. You too.